I don't get enough boys to slide in my DMs. So if y'all want to slide into my DMs, talk about sports. Hey yo, what's going on everyone? My name is Grace Curatolo and this is the 29th episode of She's Got Balls podcast. Yesterday, Monday, was International Women's Day and of course I have to mention it but at the same time, isn't every day International Women's Day? And on this podcast at She's Got Balls, every episode we feature amazing women so there's no need to mention anyone from the beginning because we already do that throughout the entire episode. Anyways, we're flying solo today with just myself and we're going to go through some big game recaps from last week and some big stories around the major sports leagues. So let's jump right into some game recaps from last week. Starting off with the NBA All-Star Weekend. If you didn't see on the news that there was over a hundred different events in Atlanta that had to be shut down before the game started because the government and the NBA both said in Atlanta you cannot have any watch parties, but of course no one listened, so they had to try and shut down as many of those as they could. But this year for the NBA, it was in the history books that the entire referee crew was composed entirely of graduates of historically black colleges and universities that officiated this all-star game. And this game featured two teams. You had Team KD for Kevin Durant versus Team LeBron James. And LeBron James Team won with Giannis from the Bucks winning his first Kobe Bryant NBA All-Star Game MVP award. Much well-deserved award for Giannis because he had a perfect 16 of 16 on the shots he took this past Sunday. And my favorite contest from this weekend had to go to the three-point contest that of course, Steph Curry won. Be sure to check out this video. I just smiled during the entire thing, so I retweeted it on my Twitter at She's Got Balls. You could see when he's on fire, when he's a little off rhythm, and it just looks so smooth and perfect. Also, this past week, we had UFC fight 259. And in the main card, it was wild. You have to watch this completely intentional and not allowed. Peter Yan took his knee and drilled it into his opponent. I'm totally going to butcher the name, Aljamain Sterling, and lost his title on Saturday. Now, this knee to the head wasn't allowed because Sterling was already on his knees. And as he raised his head to get up, Yan kneed him in the face. Of course, Sterling felt right back onto his head and this hit was at 65 miles an hour. So that, of course, costed him his title, and Sterling unexpectedly won that event. The big story in women's UFC, Amanda Nunez defended her featherweight title and now still holds her bantamweight championship belt after winning on Saturday with a submission win over Megan Anderson. Hey there, first of two sports explained in today's episode, what is a submission win? Super easy. It's just a fancy word for tap out. So Anderson couldn't handle the pressure anymore, aka she had her arm in a lock, so she had to tap out and therefore Nunez won on a submission. 
Also this past week in boxing, Clarissa Shields from Flint, Michigan made history not only as the first female boxer, but also for either gender, male or female. She's the first in history to become the undisputed world champion in two different weight classes. So congratulations, Clarissa Shields, on making history. And this past weekend in the final round of the 2021 Arnold Palmer Invitational in Bay Hill, Orlando, Florida, which is is right around the corner from me and I really wanted to go to this PGA golf tournament and I didn't get to go little bummed about that hopefully I'll be able to go to my first golf tournament soon but my favorite golfer Bryson DeChambeau won and finished at 11 under and this win counted as his eighth victory of his PGA Tour career. Bryson DeChambeau, I've mentioned him before. He's the one that wears the little newspaper boy hat, but he's like really big dude. And he is known for now his major drives. He has such a long drive and it challenges the stereotype and the style of play that golf has always been. But he doesn't want to change it. And he thinks that you can hit long drives and be a tour player. And that's exactly what he's doing. So congratulations on Bryson DeChambeau. And in the post interview, he kept calling Arnold Palmer, Mr. Palmer. What a gentleman. What a sweetie. I take any excuse just to show my love to him because he just seems like such a great guy. And he casually slipped in how Tiger Woods texted him that morning and that this win meant a lot for him for looking up to Arnold Palmer and or excuse me, Mr. Palmer and Tiger Woods during this crazy time and got a little emotional on the mic just talking about how much this win meant to him. And if you missed this PGA tournament, don't worry for the pregame deets. This week we have the PGA TPC Sawgrass starting today, March 9th through the 14th in Point Verde Beach, Florida. So be sure to check that out. Cruising on to the news around the leagues, starting off with the MLS this past week as they start to get ready for the season opener next month. Canada still has strict quarantine measures in place. Now, if you would like to enter or cross Canadian borders, you are required to quarantine and those rules and regulations apply to everybody. They are not discriminating against professional athletes and sports superstars. So therefore, CF Montreal will start its MLS season in Fort Lauderdale and the club will travel to Florida on April 6th after completing its training camp in Montreal. And then they will continue to play their home matches at Miami CF Stadium and use Miami facilities for their training sessions. But they are not the only Canadian team. Also, the Vancouver Whitecaps will not be playing in Canada and they will be calling Utah their home for the future. In the NFL, we had three big deals that went down this past week that are notable. First off, we have Dak Prescott, QB of the Dallas Cowboys. He finally reached a long-term deal with his current team, the Cowboys, for four years. And listen to this, $160 million and $126 million guaranteed. This deal has now made Prescott the second highest paid player in the league, of course, behind Mr. Patrick Mahomes. The second big deal of the week was Ben Roethlisberger, QB of the Pittsburgh Steelers, signing the 2021 season with the same team and will be returning to Pittsburgh. The third deal, this is 
actually a trade. We have J.J. Watt going from the Texans to the Arizona Cardinals. So congrats on all three of those. I'm just making so much money. I don't know why I always congratulate these athletes. Of course, they're doing good, but I wouldn't mind a million here or there from them. And with all this talk of trades and off-season talk in the NFL, for our second Sports Explained of this episode, we have franchise tags. You might see people posting this on social media, how each of these different NFL teams are tagging players. And I was a little confused, so I even had to do some investigation on this. And that's why we are going to quickly explain a franchise tag. So what they are is that teams can apply one player per team per year who will be an unrestricted free agent and keep the players under contract with that franchise. Now stay with me here. There's three different franchise tags. The non-exclusive franchise tag, which is the most common. So that means this is a one-year tender of an average of the top five salaries the player's position over the last five years or 120% of his previous salary, which is, of course is even greater. And this player with the non-exclusive franchise tag can negotiate with other teams, but the player's current team does have the right to match any offer or receive two first-round draft picks if the player signs with another organization. The second is an exclusive franchise tag. Almost all is the same, but players cannot negotiate a contract with another team. So this rise in a pay scale means only a select few get this tag. And the third tag is a transition tag. And this is still one year, but instead of the average of top five salaries, it's an average of top 10 salaries at that position. So this is more of just a placeholder. So you have non-exclusive franchise tag, which is the most common. And then you have exclusive franchise tag and transition tag. I won't, I promise you, I won't know if you go back and re-listen to this because I had to reread this probably 500 times to understand it. But if you're super smart and can comprehend absolutely everything, let's move on to the NBA talks. The Raptors this week announced that an all-female game broadcast team and with the long month of woman in sports of course the Toronto Raptors decided on a game against the Denver Nuggets on March 24th so everyone on this broadcast team will be female broadcasting okay this is amazing thank you so much for the Raptors for creating this group of amazing women to do the broadcast in the booth anchor play-by-play and also the on-court hosts However, why does it need to take a celebration of woman as almost like a marketing or a publicity stunt? Why can't they just have an entire on-air cast of female broadcasters more than once and outside of the month of March? Curious, if you have any thoughts on this input, let me know. Slide into my DMs. I don't get enough boys to slide in my DMs. So if y'all want to slide into my DMs, talk about sports at She's Got Balls podcast. That was a little too personal, but we're going to keep moving on. On the woman's side for the WNBA, super exciting news. Former Atlanta Dreams guard Renee Montgomery is now becoming the first former player to not only be an owner, but an also executive of a WNBA franchise, which is her former team, the Atlanta Dream. So excited to hear after all the drama of the Atlanta Dream ownership, they'll have a good group with a former player on their board to move this team into a better position. Moving on to some hockey talk. 
Um, I am just going to glossily go over that the Buffalo Sabres, my favorite team, is currently in last place in the freaking NHL and has not made the playoff in nine years and they are at 6-13-3. I don't know what's going on. Every year we keep saying it's going to be a better year, blah, blah, blah. And then we trade and we draft better players. But obviously, something in the locker room, coaching, I don't know what is going on, but they need to get their act together so we're not in last place. Please and thank you, Buffalo Sabres. And we have a wild story. In the middle of a two-game set against the San Jose Sharks, the Las Vegas Golden Knights had to scramble and switch hotel rooms in San Jose because the league's designated place of lodging, so like the main hotel that every away team stays at filed bankruptcy all of a sudden while they were staying there citing financial difficulties brought on by COVID-19 pandemic and this Fairmont Hotel which is a landmark in downtown San Jose closed but will reopen and resume operations in two to three months according to the San Jose Mercury News and that's very sad for the hotel I Breaks my heart to hear that a landmark hotel was impacted by COVID like so many other businesses. On the woman's side with the NWHL, exciting news. The NWHL will compete in its abbreviated season with two nationally televised semifinal games that were supposed to happen about two months ago after the league suspended its playoffs after a big COVID-19 outbreak with numerous teams, even though there's only a few teams. And now they have announced that they're resuming outside of Boston for the semifinals game on March 26th with the Isabel Cup final the next day. And I didn't know this before. This breakout of positive cases was because players broke the protocol by leaving their hotels to tour the town. And the team was criticized for bringing in replacement players after games began and for having teams stay in the same hotel. And they also were sharing the same training personnel. People don't realize how expensive it is to create a bubble. So this happened because the teams were sharing hotels. They were sharing personnel. And so if you're mixing and trying to save money that way, you're going to get positive cases no matter what. And so that's what happened. And they're going to try to avoid that next time. And in our last sports highlights from this week, after everything with Larry Nasser and gymnastics being exposed, John Geiger, who is an old friend of Larry Nasser, was finally indicted in the state of Michigan on 24 counts earlier last week, including allegedly lying to police in Nasser's investigation and an alleged sexual assault of his own. This past Thursday, when it was announced at 2.30 p.m., there was an arrangement that it was scheduled. He was supposed to show up to face his charges and his accusers, but he didn't show. So then the cops went out and found him dead at a rest stop after committing suicide in Michigan. This week's Hootana Hala goes to the NBA and the entire NBA family. I mentioned earlier the All-Star Game featured an entire referee crew from historically black colleges and universities, which is also known as HBCUs. And this year for the 2021 All-Star Game, the NBA announced 
that in a collective support for HBCUs, they're providing more than $3 million in initial support through the Thurgood Marshall College Foundation, United Negro College Fund, the National Association for Equal Opportunity, and the Direct Relief Fund for Health Equity. It's of note to point out that these colleges and universities make up 20% of the country's black college graduates, but only account for 3% of all colleges in the United States. So with the impact that COVID-19 has on these universities, it created a big drop in funding and enrollment. So the MBA family is going to do their best to get them back on track. And that is that. That's all I have for you guys this week on She's Got Balls podcast. Please hit that subscribe, rate, review button wherever you listen to this and go to the iTunes store and leave me a review. Make sure you share this with all of your friends. You can follow us on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at She's Got Balls podcast. Also, if you're looking for an easy sports app, be sure to use the link in my notes and go download the Overtime app. It is great that you can create competitions with your friends and also get some quick headliners in the NBA. You do you. Have a good one.